Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis sent a powerful letter to MAGA Republican Jim Jordan telling Jordan to stop interfering with her RICO criminal case in Fulton County. And if he wants to learn about the role of what prosecutors do and the separation of powers and federalism and what a RICO case, well, He can pay the fee for non-members of the state bar because he's not a licensed lawyer. That's the fee of $249, and she will buy the book for him about what the RICO law is all about. (laughs) Also in Fulton County, Georgia, Judge Scott McAfee set a trial date and denied the severance motion for co-defendants of Donald Trump, Ken Chesbrough and Sidney Powell. Trial is set for October 20th. 23rd, 2023, next month, folks. Also in Fulton County, Donald Trump filed a notice today saying that he might try to remove the state criminal case to federal court. He hasn't decided yet. It wasn't a notice of removal. It was a notice of maybe removing. I've never seen anything like this, but very bizarre altogether. I also think that he waived his ability to remove the case to federal court by the other filings he's made in the case so far. We will talk about that. Also, a federal judge in New York granted E. Jean Carroll's summary judgment motion in the remaining defamation case against Donald Trump based on the jury verdict in the other trial in May. This means that Donald Trump will be held liable for defamation again when this goes to trial in January of 2024. And the only question now for the jury to decide is how much money, how many millions, how many zeros, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures to award E. Jean Carroll for Donald Trump's devastating and disgusting behavior. Speaking of which, guilty. 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 Peter Navarro was found guilty of contempt of Congress by a federal jury in Washington, D.C. for contempt of Congress moments ago. His lawyers then held a press conference outside of the courthouse acting like they won, like this is what they wanted. We are on the road to appeals. This was the outcome we had hoped for. What are you talking about? But folks, this is MAGA lawyering for you. Speaking of that, one group of MAGA Republicans is attacking another group of MAGA Republicans, one led by Ken Buck, one led by Marjorie Taylor Greene. And Ken Buck is saying while he was teaching constitutional law, Marjorie Taylor Greene was doing CrossFit videos on social media and she doesn't know what she is doing talking about. I find myself agreeing with Ken Buck on that one. That's pretty pretty weird. All right, let me get back into what MAGA World is saying right now as well, though. The Secretary of Navy, the Secretary of the Army, and the Secretary of the Air Force all wrote a powerful op-ed in the Washington Post, and they also gave interviews based on their op-ed stating that MAGA Republican Tommy Tuberville, senator from Alabama, is significantly harming 
our troops is significantly harming the readiness of our military, is significantly harming our national security by blocking military leadership confirmations. During normal times, this would be a political death knell for a politician, but not with MAGA Republicans. Tuberville's out there like, whoa, these secretaries, are, they're just so woke. He's so woke. They're so woke. Dude, you're being a freaking <laughs> traitor. Wake up. You MAGA Republicans have lost the plot. You're aiding and abetting our enemies, or perhaps that is your plot. Because the plot that I like, the plot that I care about are things like this, that the Biden administration is taking new steps to protect the Arctic, that President Biden is heading to India to participate in the G20 Leaders Summit, that the mm -hmm. U.S. Department of Energy today announced up to $150 million to advance cost-effective and environmentally responsible processes to produce and refine critical minerals and materials here in the United States? Or is that too woke? For you, Republicans, I'm Ben Micellis, and this is the Midas Touch Podcast, joined by Brett and Jordy Micellis. I'll say it from the outset. We've got big news on the emoji front. Whoa. We've got – Jordy, do you want to say who it is? No, you say it. You say it. You say it. We have Fulton County District Attorney, Fawny Willis emojis. Everybody, you've been wow. asking for it. We've got the Fawny Willis emoji the pre-chat before said that if we get 333, 333 new memberships, we will have the Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis emoji. She will join the Jack Smith emoji, the brother emojis, <laughs> and other great, other great emojis out there. Brett and Jordy, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, brothers, when Donald Trump was campaigning for the 2016 campaign and said, you're going to get so tired of winning, you're going to get so sick of winning. I did not realize that he was actually talking to us because oh. the only one who seems to be losing here every single day, often now multiple times a day, like yesterday, it was just the news was one loss, two loss, three loss, four loss, like knockout. It's, it's, it's getting kind of crazy how bad he's losing. I can't even think of a time where Donald Trump has even won in court. Like, I have you other than like on like a fringe sort of issue or something, but an actual win, the guy just can't keep the guy just can't stop losing. <laughs> and so we are covering here it here every step of the way. These Republicans continue to descend deeper and deeper into madness. As you know, watching the show, unfortunately, there is no bottom. And now it turns out that some members of the Republican Party are even too crazy for their other crazy members of the Republican Party. So they can't even keep their house straight. But we're going to go through it all. Always great to be here on the Midas Touch podcast. Jordy, you are looking fresh today. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really well. I can't wait for the show. I mean, look, I actually got a little bit emotional before we started the show, before you guys hopped on, because Man, I just love doing the show with y'all. It's like, this is so cool that we get to do this. We get to do this with the greatest community out there. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. Let's just get into it. Let, let, let's do it, Ben. You where know, are we leading like, off To your today? point that Donald Trump loses everything, that when there was a motion to vacate that was granted by Judge Chutkin and she gave five extra days for him to respond instead of the three weeks, I saw one uh, digital media company basically say, Donald <laughs> Trump wins big motion. And I'm like... 
I read it because I'm like, Judge Chutkin found in favor of Donald Trump on something. And so I had to read the minute order. And I was like, he didn't win. Donald Trump's lawyers wanted to delay anytime something got filed under seal with a three-week process before you even address the merits of the motion. He wanted to do a motion on the ceiling before the merits of the motion can even be addressed, which is absolutely absurd. But because that hadn't been addressed before, Judge Chutkin like, fine. Okay. In the future, we're not going to do it this way, but you can have four or five extra days. And then I read an article and it was like, Donald Trump gets a rare win from Judge Chuck. I'm like, that's that's not a win. What are you talking? It's the exact opposite of what yeah, his lawyers yeah, asked yeah, for. But then Karen Friedman yeah, Agnifilo yeah, yeah. on the on the legal AF, Karen Friedman Agnifilo was like, but Ben, he loses everything. So at least give him that, that she didn't just totally deny what he was uh, asking for. But here's the thing. MAGA Republicans in all of the conduct that they engage in, right? They have their right-wing echo chamber where they just say the most deranged and crazy and dangerous stuff. And by and large, it goes unchecked. And there, Donald Trump acts like a tough guy. Yeah, I'm going to testify. I'm going to do this. Here's what we're going to do. They're taking away your gas stoves and Mr. Potato Head this. And 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 you're so woke in bathrooms, this and Bud Light. But how dare Bud Light? You know, and most Americans are like, um, healthcare, <laughs> social security, <laughs> like students, seniors, hello, education, jobs allowing women to control their bodies. Like what in the world are you talking about? It is a common thing that we see of MAGA Republicans living in their American carnage, right? Going back to that speech mm -hmm. that Donald Trump, they live in their American carnage dystopia and they're trying to drag us all with them. And it's so incumbent upon us not to fall for it at all. I want to play this clip for you at the outset of this interview that Donald Trump gave with Yu Hewitt, right-wing media personality. Yu Hewitt, before becoming this right-wing radio host, though, was a pretty decent lawyer. He clerked for Court of Appeals judges. So Yu Hewitt here knows better. He knows how screwed Donald Trump is because of the crimes Donald Trump committed. Yu Hewitt does, pre does press Donald Trump a little bit here, but I want you just to listen to the language of Donald Trump and the things that he says. I can do whatever I want. The Presidential Records Act says, what does the Presidential Records Act say, Donald Trump, that you can steal classified records, top secret records, our government records, and claim them as your personal records? Well, then why hasn't your lawyers argued that you own our government's classified records? Because that's not a valid argument. And the criminal statutes that exist, the Espionage Act, obstruction of justice, making false statements, those are the crimes. And guess what? You're not the president. As Judge Chutkin said over a year and a half ago in a separate proceeding involving Donald Trump, presidents are not kings and Donald Trump is not the president. Here, play this clip of Donald Trump on the UU at radio show. Did you direct anyone to move the boxes, Mr. President? Did you tell anyone to move the boxes? I don't talk about anything. You know why? Because I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I come under the Presidential Records Act. I'm not telling you, you know, every time I talk to you, oh, I have a breaking story. You don't have any story. I come under the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do everything I did. But if you have to go to trial, will you testify in your own defense? Oh, yes, absolutely. You'll so, take the stand. 
that I would that I look forward to because that's just like Russia, Russia, Russia. That's all the fake information from Russia, Russia, Russia. Remember when the dossier came out and everyone said, oh, that's so terrible. That's so terrible. And then it turned out to be it was a political report put out by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. They paid millions for it. They gave it to Christopher Steele. They paid millions and millions of dollars for it. And it was all fake. It was no, I think fake. that obstruction no, I'll, charge I'll is going to get the trial, Mr. President. I, trial, I think that. Okay, if you do, and they ask you on, on the stand, did you order anyone to move boxes? How will you answer? I'm not answering that question for you, but I'm totally covered under the law. Okay. If you read the Presidential Records Act, just read it. You take a look at it. I'm totally covered under the law. It's a civil act. It's civil. Now, Biden had no civil act. The things he did are criminal, but the, he doesn't have a deranged person on his case. You know, they gave me deranged jet. Okay, he's absolutely not testifying. He is a coward. <laughs> In the case that he filed against Michael Cohen for $500 million, he's too cowardly to show up. And then some other lawyer just appeared in the case the day before the deposition <laughs> after trying to extend it. And this new lawyer said, I need to be present to help Donald Trump invoke his Fifth Amendment rights at the deposition. In a case that Donald Trump filed against Michael Cohen, I mean, Brett, with language like that, it is so dangerous. It is so disqualifying. Yet, large media networks normalize that behavior. They don't confront no. that behavior. Yeah, we, we can't pretend that's normal. And I, I think I, I think a few things about this, right? I think there's an interesting dynamic at play whenever Donald Trump is on these right-wing radio stations or podcasts or whatever they are. Because the motivation of the person interviewing him on these shows wants him to say the craziest shit possible, right? And they know that all they have to do is serve up that ball to Trump and he will deliver for them. That's what their people want. But the things that Donald Trump says on these podcasts is absolutely devastating for him when he will ultimately be confronted with these very words in the court of law. So while it may be good right now for Hugh Hewitt's ratings, and the MAGA people might go, yeah, get him, testify. Yeah, you got this. Yeah, Presidential Records Act. By the time this actually appears in a court of law or in a court filing by Jack Smith as evidence where Jack Smith says, Donald Trump claimed that he had the absolute right to do anything he wanted. Any, that's what he said. Anything he wanted. So let me now show you the laws that he broke. It is so highly incriminating and Trump has set himself up because it's all a part of this right wing grift ecosystem. You know, it's the same thing mm -hmm. with elections, to be honest. You could take the same sort of analogy, bring it to elections. Ultimately, the people whining on these podcasts, they don't really care about winning the elections. They care about their ratings. So they actually like being losers, I think, in a lot of ways. Carrie Lake, all these losers, Blake Masters, loser, 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 loser. They make their entire careers off being losers and then whining and then complaining and then grifting. So it makes no difference to them. Where it does make the difference to, though, in this case, it will make a difference to Donald Trump's freedom. Uh, ultimately, when this case is tried, it mm -hmm. will make a difference to Republicans at the ballot box when people go, this is some crazy shit we are seeing. What the heck is going on here? Brett, how many times are large media networks, though, every time there's an election since the midterms and some of these referendums? This was a shock. 
Our polling is wrong. Gen Z's voting in, in numbers that we didn't expect. Women voters are coming out. Independents are turning overwhelmingly and, for and, Democratic and. candidates. <laughs> Do you guys not realize that that's like happened each time right now? And maybe it's because y'all are using an outdated paradigm that mm -hmm. calls Republicans conservative Democrats, liberals, and progressive, which Democrats are, but it's not only liberals and progressives, and Republicans certainly aren't conservative. Marjorie Taylor Greene making videos of herself cursing out President Biden and making up all of these weird conspiracies while showing dick pics and doing CrossFit at the same time. Like that that's not a conservative view. And 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 MAGA Republicans singing songs with the January 6th insurrectionists partying with them. That's not conservative. And the and J6 so, choir. The, the J6, J6 choir. There is a pro – we could say it over and over and over again. There's a pro-democracy coalition of liberals progressives, independents, people not affiliated with political parties, and yes, even people who identify as conservative and former Republicans who say we need to preserve and protect our democracy. We want normalcy and compassion and breadth. Every time you look at these polls, it's like it's, it's all over again. It's like wake up. You know, it, it drives me crazy because it shows you how successfully these right-wing actors, these bad actors have pushed the Overton window, so to speak, of what is normal in our society. So when you have, you know, a, a large cable network or when you have an online publication and they're trying to play both sides, right? They'll be like, oh, that liberal Midas touch, that liberal, you know, those liberals that Midas touch. I'm like, I'm like, okay, let's, Let's take a look at our roster, and and I and I will say my personal views def, certainly certainly line up with a more liberal set of of, of views if you sure. view things in that paradigm. But let's look at the people that we're agreeing with. Let's look at the people who share these same values right now who are on our network, and you will find that a lot of the people on our network are Republicans, used to be Republicans. Um, a lot of the voices we highlight, we're going to talk about Ken Buck today. Ken Buck is as far right as you get. But guess what? We're going to agree with Ken Buck in his analysis on the way Marjorie Taylor Greene is behaving. So yes, when Republicans are right about things, when they agree with the basic fundamentals of democracy, that's a great thing. And it's funny when I'm out and people come over to me and they say, are you Jordy from Midas Touch? And I go, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Oftentimes, um, this I, I hear very similar stories. I voted for Trump in 2016. I was Republican all my life. I don't know what the hell happened. You guys are the voice of sanity. And I love the fact that we have an audience here who just considers themselves to be pro-democracy and doesn't box themselves into any of these media narratives. We have people who are as left as it come. We have people who are as conservative as it come. We have people who have been lifelong Democrats, lifelong Republicans. It's all good because we all agree on the basic fundamentals of democracy. That's what I think is so cool about this community. But these polls every single day, I am like, are we really going to keep being gaslighted by the polls <laughs> day in and day out? And you see the same freaking reactions every single time the poll drops. It's like people running around with their heads cut off. Oh my God, I can't believe the poll. Everybody panic. Everybody panic. 
And it's time and time again that the polls are not only proven to be wrong, but are proven to be like wildly wrong. And so to the latest example today, there was the Wall Street Journal poll that came out earlier in the week that scared people. Today, CNN hit it with the one-two punch. I saw a lot of people were all nervous about this CNN poll, which had numbers which weren't super favorable for President Biden for the election. Um, But all you got to do is kind of look at the past, the recent results of some of these polls to realize how how kind of BS they are. Mm -hmm. Also, you have to note, first off, that these polls are polling people with landline phones. I don't even own a landline phone. I don't know how many people these days have Such landline a good phones. Phone. They poll like, you know, it's it's a sampling size. And I know some statistics people will be like, oh, but maybe they pulled a good sample. But like with the CNN poll that they had, they had something like 1,500 people that they sampled for this poll. So they are extrapolating data on the whole country with 1,500 people. And in the sample that they took, 60%, 60% of the people they sampled were Republicans or Republican-leaning and people who were willing to say on the phone that they were Republican or Republican-leaning. So right there, you could already see how skewed a poll like this is. And I just want to look at not the polling that constantly comes out and is there, honestly, I think it's there to try to make you paralyzed, to try to make you nervous, to eat. Well, I even bother, right? But let's look back at the Almost like suppression polls. Absolutely suppression polls, even more than like it. They, They very much are. In Kansas, there was the big poll everyone was talking about. They had on the ballot, uh, they were going to remove the constitutional right to an abortion. There was a big poll by coefficient that was out there. And you guys remember this. We talked about this. It was highlighted. All the articles that came before this vote said the vote will likely uh, go in the favor of overturning the constitutional right to an abortion in Kansas. And that poll was 47% to repeal the right, 43% to keep the right in the Kansas constitution. The actual results were 41. Yes. 59. No. 59 to keep it in the constitution. Not close at all. And you can look to just very recently, Ohio issue one, how to get things, uh, how to make changes to the constitution. Uh, The Republicans wanted to make it more difficult to make changes to the state constitution by putting in a supermajority threshold. It's currently just a 50% plus one. The main poll that was constantly being touted there in all the articles was this Ohio Northern University poll that said voters actually supported taking away their own constitutional rights. They supported that according to this poll, 42.4% to 41%. Well, voters rejected it 57 to 43. So I just want to think those are just two examples. You could go to Wisconsin, the the Supreme Court in Wisconsin. You could go to, honestly, every election from the midterm to now and see just how skewed and how inaccurate these are. So I, I want to just finish off on this by saying two things. Obviously, don't get complacent. Number yeah. one, that's extremely important. If anything, use these polls to fire you up. But don't let these polls work as they're intended to do on you, which is to suppress your vote and to wear you down and to paralyze you and make you feel like you can't do anything because that is what they are for and you cannot let them win. We see through it. And Brett, you're exactly right. And I want to make, I want to emphasize those two very distinct points that you just made right there. One being, look, the polls are there and they're there 
and they're skewed because of exactly what you were laying out there, Brett, right? They're taking a very small sample size. And look, no knock on anybody that has landlines, right? Like we're all we're saying here is like once you dig into the actual data, the sample size at which people are being pulled at is absolutely absurd and ridiculous that then they try and take that as a representation of the country at large. Go ahead, Brett. I'll add this to that statement as well. There's no such thing now as like a normal Republican. Like if if you're asking somebody if they're a Republican, what does that even mean at this point, right? Yep. And voter turnout has shifted in such a dramatic way because Trump has completely upended the way voters traditionally so turn true. out for elections. So one of the polls in the, in the CNN poll, you know, is doing a side by side and it was saying that Nikki Haley actually has the best shot of being Biden. Her numbers were far higher than anybody else. But what a poll like that obviously doesn't take into account is the fact that if anybody but Trump doesn't win the nomination, the Trump people are not coming out to vote. The Trump people who are the that extra firepower that brought them out to actually win the election in 2016, they're not coming out to vote for Nikki Haley. And that's the catch 22 or the catch 45, as I like to call it in the Republican party right now, the catch 45 in the Republican party is that they both need Trump to energize their base. But Trump at the same time, when he is in there, he also repulses all of the normal people, uh, quote unquote, normal people uh, in the party. So it's kind of a, either way, they're kind of screwed. I don't think the polls take any of that into account whatsoever. Well, let me add, so let me build on that, Ben, because I wasn't finished with my with both my points yet. So so with the polls that are are definitely there to gaslight you, look, look no further than what happened during the midterms. Y'all remember that red wave that came and swept the nation? Yeah, neither do I. It didn't happen. Every single poll out there told you that we were going to lose every seat. In co- it, it, it just didn't happen. It's non-existent. But don't let yourself get complacent to Brett's point. You know, for all my sports nerds out there. I'm going to mess this story up, but I forget who it is. There was a famous coach back in the day when a player went into town. He told his player, hey, hey, this other team, they're trash talking you, man. They're trash talking you. He was gaslighting his player before gaslighting was a term. And so what did his player do the next night? He went out and dropped like 60 and they won the game. So if you're going to allow yourself to get frustrated by the by the mainstream legacy media, quote unquote, with these polls coming out that we know are skewed just solely based on the data as Brett represented it itself. Well, use that fire, keep that fire in your belly, keep that fire in your heart and take that with you to the polls, take that with you to canvassing and run through 2024 and through the election and vote Democrat. Let's do this. President Biden says, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. The same way we have a split screen here. You know, I think the split screen of President Biden and, and Donald Trump is important. Like, what is it that you want politicians and government to do? Don't you want them to improve your life and to actually like do things that could benefit you, friends, family, coworkers, colleagues? And don't you want them to be talking about those things and making an effort to do those things? Or are you looking for like a cartoonish supervillain WWE fascist who just whines like a baby all the time, right? Even if you remove the fact that he's a malignant, narcissistic, treasonous, traitor, criminal, like he's just like a whiny, annoying thing. It's just like, Russia, 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 Jack Smith, the range this. And it's just like, you know, and President Biden's like, we need to get more jobs better paying jobs, 
more infrastructure, and then some, and, and then like to have media analysis of people like he's old, President Biden's old. It's like what? What are you talking about? He's he's wise, he's intelligent, he's compassionate, he surrounds himself with smart and intelligent people. Is is it that what you want? You want to wake up again to what message is going to be posted on Twitter or on social media? You're saying and Coulter is a loser, a loser. Like that's, <laughs> like that's actually like what he like. That's what he, he does. does that. Like, no, yeah, you're right. It, 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 it's 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 so bizarre. Anyway, um, we got a lot to discuss on the show. Our after show today is also going to be lit. I hope everyone's enjoying the after show that we do on our Patreon. That's P A T R E O. N.com slash Midas Touch, M E I D A S T O U C H. On our last Patreon, we talked about Brett's trip to Japan. We The one before that, we had Karen Freeman Agnifilo's origin story. Then we had Michael Popak's origin story. Today, everyone has been asking for Jordy's origin story. So make Ooh. sure you become a member of our Patreon. We don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network. So the way we build this and are able to build things like MidasTouch.com with all oh. the great editors and writers we have there, we use all of that, you know, the the growth we have on the emojis and the Patreon to help grow this platform rather than taking outside investors. So we do this as a community together. May not be the greatest business model, but I think it's the best way to do it to maintain our authenticity. Remember that's Patreon dot com slash Midas Touch and spell Midas Touch correctly. M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H. Also, we are 195 memberships away to unlocking the Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis emoji. You could become a member yourself and gift people memberships by clicking that dollar sign. Remember, the Patreon's different than the YouTube, but both are great ways to help grow this platform. When we get back, speaking of Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, I want to read for you key portions of the letter she sent Woo. to MAGA Republican Jim Jordan, and then Jim Jordan immediately attacked Jack Smith demonstrating all of the things that Phony Willis said about Jim Jordan. And just think about this. Jim Jordan's not a lawyer, but he's the person who's attacking the top lawyers and he's representing our country on the Judiciary Committee. That's just what MAGA Republican does. They put unqualified, horrible people in these positions. We'll be right back after this quick break. Oh, hey, when did you get here? Let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Henson Shaving. Look, everyone knows how annoying cheap razors are. The cuts, the irritation, the frustration. And don't get me started with subscription razor services. The headaches that those can cause. That's why you gotta meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's the International Space Station and Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades, they're like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble, the more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. A bad shave, it it isn't a blade problem. It's an extension problem. By using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just .0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. 
it gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no obsolescence. The Henson razor, it works with standard dual edge blades to give you that old school shave with the benefit of new school tech. Once you own the Henson razor, it's only about $3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. My first shave with the Henson razor was incredibly refreshing. The design is sleek and the durability is top notch. The Henson razor is truly much better than your run of the mill quote unquote traditional razor brand. And the affordability factor is absolutely game changing. No more wasting your money on expensive blades. With Henson shaving, you get a year year of blades for just $5. Okay, so here's what you have to do. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshaving.com slash Midas to pick the razor for you and use code Midas and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. Let's go. I can't tell you guys how much I can't tell you guys how much I love doing those ad reads. And by the way, we just got another 20 memberships while we were doing that ad break. So we're 174 emojis uh, memberships away from unlocking the funny emoji. And real quick, I just wanted to say, Brett, to your point before, what I love so much about this community is is exactly what you were saying, right? It spans every spectrum, basically, of the political sphere. Because at the end of the day, because of how we run this thing and how the Midas Mighty community, I'm saying we as in all of, all of us, all of y'all watching right now, at the heart of it, y'all just want the truth. Right. And and we're not beholden to any corporate donors or any of this or that. And I think that's the main reason why this network continues to grow day in and day out is because people come to us because they know that, you know, we have no agenda other than the truth. And that's okay. why it's so cool to see people who are, you know, former Republicans, maybe still identify as Republicans, members who, you know, identify as progressive Democrats, just all across the 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 the, the, the political spectrum come out and join the community. It's amazing and I love to see it. For a second when we came back from break, Jordy. I looked at you quickly and your Uh-oh. shirt blended in with your skin. And Uh-oh. I thought you were just like rocking, going shirtless underneath the jacket. And, bold move. And I was like, that's a bold move for the pod, Jordy. <laughs> bold move. I, I, I wouldn't put it past me. I know. I, I, I was like, wow, totally save, bold. Save move. it for the after show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, okay. Spoiler alert on Jordy's origin story for the after show. So Ooh, he was whoa, bit by alert. a radioactive spider. Uh, that's the, all right, that's all right. the wrong movie. By, by, the, by, the, by the way, though, after this, we have an episode of the Alien super show comes on afterwards it's one of the videos that and i love alien super show and it's a new edition it's i think everyone one of it's everyone's favorite things on the mind is such a, all right let's get into um speaking of the <laughs> alien super show i mean jim jordan his behavior the behavior of the MAGA republicans um but fulton county district attorney fawny willis's letter was pitch perfect one of the best letters i've seen you know because she's just so no nonsense she just tells it how it is and like isn't even trying like like you know the department of justice sometimes when they write letters like they're like 
So, in, in, in other words, Mr. Jordan, perhaps you were mistaken in your... <laughs> pro- <laughs> you know, that's not exactly what Phony Willis did here. So this is her letter, September 7th, 2023, to Jim Jordan. She spends the first five pages explaining to Jim Jordan what the Constitution is. And what federal- <laughs> it's for real. And what federalism oh my, oh my is. God. And what the role of states are versus the federal government and what the role of Congress is. And then she talks about her voluntary response to portions of your letter. And she goes, look, while settled constitutional law means I should just basically be ignoring you, I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to respond to the parts that I want to respond to. And here's the types of things that she goes. She goes, this is in bold and italic. She goes, face this reality, Chairman Jordan. (laughs) Just like that. Face this reality, Chairman. Chairman Jordan, the select group of defendants who you fret over in my jurisdiction are like every other defendant entitled to no worse or better treatment than any other American citizen. And then she goes, here is another reality you must face. Those who wish to avoid felony charges in Fulton County, Georgia, including violations of Georgia's RICO law, should not commit felonies in Fulton County, Georgia. She then goes on to say, defendant Donald Trump's status as a political candidate cannot make him legally immune from criminal prosecution. Your notion that different standards of justice should apply to select groups of people is absolutely offensive. And then she gives a further explanation of the role of prosecutors. And then she states also that if you would like a further education on this, you could go and purchase a book for $249 because that is the fee for those who are not licensed members of the bar, clearly throwing shade (laughs) at the fact that Jim Jordan is not licensed to practice law. And then she does, I thought, the way she concludes her letter by basically saying, but look, if you want to know the job that you should be doing, Maybe you should focus as a federal government on helping states with programs like funding victim witness advocates, like funding state crime labs across the nation, funding things like the ability of states to get access to more rape kits, to fund things like state programs to turn children around who find themselves in trouble with the criminal justice system. So... Uh, If you really think that the federal government should be interested in our work, maybe focus on those things rather than being a freaking cult. Brilliant. She didn't say the last part. I said the last part. Um, But she did give all (laughs) of the – the cult part was, but that's basically the subtext of what um, of what she said. Um, And I read the other stuff directly from what it is that she said. But I thought it was powerful. It was pitch perfect, and it's just. The reality, the bottom line is that if if Donald Trump, if you believe that you are innocent or in the New York Attorney General's case, if you believe you're not liable, right, then why are you attacking the judge? Why are you attacking the prosecutors? Why are you attacking the witnesses? Why are you attacking the grand jurors? Everyone, every grand jury, and she talks about that. She goes, here's what you need to know as well. A special purpose grand jury made recommendations. A grand jury issued an indictment. And then not just here in Georgia, in Manhattan, in Washington, D.C., in Florida, in all of these locations. It's not like Jack Smith goes, I want to indict, so I've indicted him. No, a grand jury 
does that. The same way a jury has deliberated of, over all of these January 6 cases and the Department of Justice has won each and every one of them, yet you have the MAGA Republicans spewing these extra judicial threats and lies. And Donald Trump should just say, look, here's the evidence to rebut it. Here's the, here's the law to rebut it. But that's not what they do. But uh, a pitch perfect, pitch perfect letter. Yeah, that one line about, and as a non-member of the bar, you are able to purchase this book for $250 was such brilliant, subtle shade at Jim Jordan. And I especially appreciated it because it's something that we mention. I think, just about every time we speak about Jim Jordan. Hey, there's nothing wrong about not taking the bar, but perhaps if you haven't passed the bar exam, you shouldn't be leading the House Judiciary Committee. Just just a thought. Maybe find another uh, area uh, to use your uh, other expertise. Teeth, I didn't you know. go to I, I didn't go to medical school. I I, I don't I'm have put a you in charge of the medical board. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Don't put me in charge of the medical board. You Nothing know, against you. I, I I I I barely took a tech class, and like I don't know a lot about construction. I don't know how to fly an airplane. Don't make me the head of the aviation or a construction department. Like that'd be a bad idea. It would basically like be putting me in charge of aviation. Like it's like okay, well, and then. I act like I'm a pilot, like, and that I've been a history. Like, like they then act like they're like they know what they're doing. Like it makes it extra worse, right? And, and even worse than that, it would be like making Jim Jordan equally like the head of all pilots, and then he calls for all pilots to be arrested, right? Like the MAGA Republican <laughs> strategy to COVID is to arrest the main expert who has been the one who solved all of our kind of major pandemics and spread of our let, let's arrest Dr. Fauci. That's that's your plan. Inject bleach and arrest the main scientist. It's quite that's quite yeah, the platform. I mean, but 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 in all seriousness, that is their plan. Like what they do is is actually what they don't do, right? We saw it with Trump and the Chinese spy balloons when we found out that there were multiple Chinese spy balloons under his administration that he just didn't report. This Republican Party, this modern day Republican Party, they hate facts. Because facts always go against them. And when when they're dealt with facts, they actually have to then do work, right? And they hate doing work, Brett, to your point, you know, before, they're professional losers. Carrie Lake loves being a professional loser. All these people love being professional losers. And when it's actually time for them to step up and lead, I mean, shoot, you see what's going on in Congress these days with these sham hearings left and right. They're putting people in headlocks on the House floor. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's MAGA WWE on steroids is what we're watching. And they go up against like the most brilliant people and try to challenge their expertise. And so, of course, you know, this Jim Jordan, Fawny Willis thing goes down. She absolutely humiliates him in this letter, like just completely shreds him to pieces. Like anybody with a single shred of dignity would never even show their face in public again after getting that sort of smackdown. But what does Jim Jordan do? Jim Jordan goes, now I got to go after Jack Smith. Now I'm going to I'm going to play the same playbook that I keep playing every single day. This time I'm going to attack Jack Smith, like the most, the foremost prosecutor in the nation. 
who is the special counsel on this case. So almost instantaneously, we see this Fawny Willis letter shortly after Jim Jordan goes to Twitter because he's just on Twitter all day and he goes breaking hashtag breaking as if he's like turning on like, like as if he's some sort of right wing blog or something like reporting on himself. Like you're the judiciary committee. Like you're not, you don't break story. You're not a news organization. Post the thing. Then you're the accounts that you deal with, I guess, could just like breaking. Okay. Hashtag breaking at Jim Jordan. And you remember he runs this account and it's constantly himself talking to himself on these accounts. So breaking siren emoji, Jim Jordan launches inquiry into alleged prosecutorial abuses by office of special counsel, Jack Smith. Ben, I I can't even keep up. What, what's this conspiracy theory now that they, that Jack Smith threatened Waltine Nauta, Donald Trump's co-defendants, lawyer, Stan Woodward, and said to Stan Woodward, or one of Jack Smith's prosecutors said to Stan Woodward, hey, if you want to be a judge, you shouldn't uh, be representing Waltine Nauta, which is absolutely not what happened. I think there was a conversation just simply about um, are you still seeking to become a judge or, you know, something about what, you know, just like a cordial conversation among lawyers, which is why though you can't have meetings like with MAGA Republicans, like it's all bad faith because then Mag, remember this was a meeting that was like requested by Stan Woodward and by kind of the Trump legal team and all of the lawyers like requested this and they wanted to meet. And then there was a conversation that was had, which Stan Woodward basically said, Oh, one of Jack Smith's prosecutors, because I think the prosecutor's like, really? Like you're like, I'm surprised you're the lawyer on this case because basically I thought you I thought you were a respectable lawyer, but oh, okay, you're representing this case. And then Stan Woodward's like, that's a threat, and you've now prevented me from becoming a judge. So then he won. That's what they're it's arguing. Like, all right, it's chill, 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 chill. chill. So, so and it's the always a way to ben, play. Right? It's always a way to kind of play the victim. So that's what this conspiracy letter is saying. Now they want to investigate Jack Smith for preventing someone from becoming a judge who's representing Donald Trump's co-defendant. It, it, it's, it's the latest, it's the latest one. It's so funny. They just, they so want like Joe Biden, Democrats, prosecutors, like who actually follow the law. They so want all of these people to be as corrupt as they are. So they try to conjure these tales, these just complete and other lies and fabrications about people to try to equate them to their own just deep seated corruption. <laughs> and it's like the, the people are the complete opposite. Like you don't get more by the book. Than special counsel Jack Smith. Look, it doesn't it doesn't exist. You really don't get more by the book than President Joe Biden. You know, you could say a lot of things about President Biden. He's no criminal mastermind. Okay, I think he's focused on some other things to try to hype all these people up as they are. I, I don't know, like you, like they're, they're trying to act like they're they're they they think the same way as you. They're as corrupt as you. Like like it's just so transparent, so obvious. And you got the wrong guy. Look in the freaking mirror. And when you look in the mirror, what are you gonna see? Yeah. You're gonna see crazy people like this in the mirror. You're gonna <laughs> see yeah, Jordy because Jordy Jordy you Jordy referenced the spy balloon, okay, and the conspiracies that were spread by MAGA Republicans. Then the MAGA Republicans dressed up like the balloon. <laughs> 
That's what they did after. They 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 dressed up like the balloon and then walked around with balloons. And these are the people who are making life and death decisions over your life, over your family's life, over friends, over over neighbors, over over the country. And that's where I say for me to look at that image, for example, of Marjorie Taylor Greene dressing up like the balloon, okay, and holding a balloon and walking around holding balloons or singing songs with January 6th insurrectionists or talking about arresting Dr. Fauci, for me to call that bat, you know, shit crazy, um, for me to say that is really insane conduct and really disturbing and dangerous, that's not a political position by me to say that. It is a political position for someone who justifies what Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing as somehow normal politics. Like it, it, it really isn't. That's just not that's not how normal people act. And that's right. kind of fundamentally there needs to be kind of a like a floor, right? Like, like there needs to be like some minimal standards, and then we should hope for aspirational standards. And then you, Brett, to your point, it's like with these MAGA Republicans, the fact that there is an absence of evidence for them is the crime. Oh, because we can't find the crime, that's the crime that must have been committed that it that they can't find it like that's actually their logic meanwhile donald trump's like i'm committing crimes i'm committing crimes here's another crime here's another crime and then they're like you're weaponizing the doj against this man it's like okay he's literally saying the crime right there you know but occasionally ben you do have a republican come out and you have them say you know what this is absolutely insane and this is one of the more surprising ones to me cuz i never thought that i would find myself on the same side of any issue whatsoever as republican and so-called freedom caucus member ken buck freedom representative caucus. ken buck and i put freedom caucus in major air quotes there uh he is having a little tiff with marjorie taylor green and for those of you who may remember may not remember fairly recently marjorie taylor green was actually kicked out of the freedom caucus yeah apparently marjorie taylor green is too crazy for the freedom caucus just to show you how crazy she is and so she's been in this back and forth over the past few weeks now with ken buck because ken buck refuses to go along with all of this bs he refuses to go along with the lies he doesn't say it exactly like this but he's like i may be crazy but i'm not that crazy and i'm not going to i'm not going to fall in line with your conspiracy theories and just make shit up because I don't like somebody. And so he sees Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan and James Comer. They're pushing the, we need to impeach Biden. We need to impeach Biden. He goes, for what? You haven't showed a single piece of evidence. You haven't done anything. Then the other thing he called Marjorie Taylor Greene and these Republicans are is they constantly speak about the January 6th jails in D.C. Oh, the conditions are horrible. Oh, it's like a gulag. Oh, this is Nazi Germany. They use the most outlandish language to describe the conditions. And he goes, you know what? I've been there and these people are lying. 
and I'm not going to get behind these people's lies. And as we've spoken about on the show, what happens when somebody in the cult speaks out against the cult and goes against the line, goes against the talking points? You need to attack, 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 attack. So Marjorie Taylor Greene has made Ken Buck, of all people, her public enemy number one, and she fired a tweet off recently at Ken Buck, who was writing his letter about the fact that basically Ken Buck here was li- that that Marjorie Taylor Greene is completely lying about the treatment of January 6th amendments. Marjorie Taylor Greene tweets out, I'm appalled at this factually wrong and completely out of touch letter written by Freedom Caucus member Rep Ken Buck about the treatment of J6 defendants. And then she goes on an eight tweet rampage of why Ken Buck is wrong and why the government is evil and how they're treating these January 6th terrorists so poorly. She obviously doesn't call them that, but I will happily call I will happily call them that. And so Ken Buck goes on a radio show, a right-wing radio show today, and Ken Buck responds to Marjorie Taylor Greene, and he did not hold back. Here's that clip. Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and said, we played the sound yesterday, that she's like, I'm not voting for any budget bill, no continuing resolution, nothing that doesn't involve the defunding of Jack Smith's special counsel office and everything that he's doing. Do you feel similarly about that issue as you do to defunding the FBI and the ATF and the DEA, et cetera? So, so George, when, when I was uh, teaching uh, law school, um, I learned and and taught certain constitutional principles. When Marjorie Taylor Greene was teaching CrossFit, she learned a whole different set of values, evidently, because um, my idea of what this country should be like is based on the Constitution. And she sees the world differently. She's criticized me for, uh, you you know, um, voting to uh, certify the election in 2020. The Constitution says Congress shall count the votes. It doesn't say Congress may overturn an election result. It doesn't say Congress can do whatever the heck it wants with this election. Shall count the votes. That's what the Constitution says. In her CrossFit class, maybe they didn't cover that. And it also, the Constitution also says that, uh, you know, the, the impeachment of a president shall be based on treason, high crimes, misdemeanors. It doesn't say it's a political exercise, right. and, and we hope that it does the right thing. Um, and so I, I get tired of people. One of the beauties of Congress is you bring 435 people together from different backgrounds, and, and you try to reach a consensus on issues. When you've got people who care more about their social media accounts than they do about the Constitution, we have a real problem in Congress. And I think that that last part right there from Representative Buck, I think really hammers at home. When you have members of Congress who care more about their social media accounts than governing, we have a problem. And that is part of the problem with this MAGA movement that really circles back, Jay, to what we were speaking about earlier, about how they really just care about the attention and the grift, and they ultimately don't care about the end result of what they are doing. They just care about getting these quick hits every single day off of social media. And Ken Buck, you could use that as an example right there. There's perhaps nobody who I disagree with more on everything than Ken Buck, probably 99% of things. 
But I think it's great that we could take this moment and I could say, I respect that point of view. That is a pro-democracy point of view, and I am glad that he is speaking out. And Ken Buck has been doing the media tour as well, speaking out against this charade of an impeachment inquiry that people like Kevin McCarthy and Marjorie Taylor Greene want to put forward, even though they don't have the votes. They want to try to get around even having to vote on this and just do like a voice vote where they get to go, oh, oh yeah, it's impeached, impeached. And the whole thing is such a sham. Ken Buck went on CNN to deliver his message that there's no evidence of this. If there were evidence of this, maybe I'd do something. But the fact is, there is none. They are looking to see if there is a connection with Joe Biden. If they reach that point where they can find evidence of a connection, uh, fine. I think the Republicans will move forward with an impeachment inquiry. Right now, I'm not convinced that that evidence exists, and I'm not supporting an impeachment inquiry. All right, Republican Congressman Ken Buck of the great state of Colorado. Good to see you. Thank you, sir. I mean, can't we all agree on these basic facts, people? Can't we all agree that insurrections are bad? Can't we all agree that the person who gets the most votes in an election should be the winner of that election and that there should not be this incredible effort of violence and beating police officers and whatnot to try to overturn the results? That's something to me that we should all be able to agree on, no matter if you are a Democrat or a Republican or an independent or whoever you are. We've got a lot to talk about on this show, folks. We also got that Fawny Willis emoji hot in the pipeline. I think we have like less than 10 to go. 19, 19. Go. We have a lot, a lot to talk about still. Make sure you stick around and we will be right back after this very, very quick break. Stay there. We'll see you in a second. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner, and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because, frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan Commuter Collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The Commuter Collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. 
Head to Roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office. Welcome back, Jordy. Brett. Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis emojis have been unlocked. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Midas Mighty remain undefeated. Let's go. Thank you, everybody, for unlocking the Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis emoji. Speaking of Fulton County, uh, cameras were in the courtroom this week, Ooh. and we got some transparency. It was a hearing set for whether or not the severance motions that were filed by Trump's co-defendants, Ken Chesborough and Sidney Powell, would be granted and when trial would take place. The severance motions were denied, meaning the cases will be tried together. Ken Chesborough, basically, he invoked a speedy trial right, which is super speedy in Georgia. It has to take place before November 1st. Then so did Sidney Powell. And then Chesborough was like, can we please keep the Kraken lady away from us. But then again, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, without using these exact words, were like, Chesbro, maybe you need to look in the mirror. When she says release the Kraken, you're the Kraken. <laughs> you are the Kraken, Chesbro. Chesbro was like, I only wrote 18 emails. All right. Well, if one of those emails of the 18 were plans to overthrow our democracy, which they were, that's bad. It doesn't matter if they're 18 emails. They weren't like 18 emails like, hey, what's going on with your fantasy sports team, okay? It wasn't like an email checking in on like how was your Labor Day, okay? They were memos for how the vice president could not count the electoral votes and how you could obstruct the free and fair election, okay? Um, a federal judge has reviewed your emails and those of John Eastman and said, well, you know, those seem to be more like a coup in search of a legal theory than actual legitimate legal advice. So it's not just 18 emails. And Judge McAfee was like, no, this is a RICO case. They're going to get tried together. Phony Willis said that it'll take about four months, about 150 witnesses to try the case. What I think is ultimately going to happen, Phony Willis is saying to the judge, this is incredibly aggressive, almost, I think, too aggressive, because Phony Willis is like, I want all of the defendants to go on October 23rd. And the reality is that if they don't invoke the speedy trial right, there's a number of procedural things that have to happen in Georgia. Uh, so like, that's not likely to occur. And so Judge McAfee was like, I'm skeptical of all of them going October 23rd, but we're going to have Chesbro and Just Powell. Just think about go. the fact that we're having that trial of Ches Chesbro and Powell October 23rd of this year, people. Video like that's a video on live on Midas Touch Network. Live on pay per view. Sorry. But this is happening. This is one month away. This is like six weeks. That's unbelievable how quick that's moving. You know what else we have on October 2nd? The New York Attorney General civil fraud case against Donald Trump, where she's seeking at least $250 million. Donald Trump asked for a delay in a one-sentence order. Judge Arthur Ngoron said, denied this is completely without merit. It was like a handwritten note on the order. De declined to sign. <laughs> Defendant's arguments are completely without merit. It's really, from a grammatical and punctuation standpoint, like just a beautiful sentence for those <laughs> into syntax and grammar. Um, and then he just does his stand 
stamp. He doesn't even do an order. That's how frivolous Trump's 21-page motion trying to- They should just give uh, him a no- buzzer so they can just hit the buzzer anytime they get one of his- <laughs> and, Nope. <laughs> and when Donald Trump lost that in, in New York, that's New York State Court, he also lost in federal court where Judge Lewis Kaplan, federal judge in the Southern District of New York, granted E. Jean Carroll's summary judgment motion. Remember, there was that other defamation case that which was actually filed before the one that went to trial because the E. Jean Carroll 1 case was filed while Donald Trump was still in office, disgracing our country in that position. Donald Trump made all of these arguments that went through all of these appeals. E. Jean Carroll eventually won those. That went back to the federal court around the same time that E. Jean Carroll 2 went to trial. But since she won an E. Jean Carroll 2, there's a concept in law called preclusion or collateral estoppel, meaning that the finding of liability carries over to the other essentially identical case. So a jury's already found Donald Trump liable for sexual abuse and defamation. And because E. Jean Carroll 1 is based on the same set of facts, basically, the judge said, I'm finding that the liability from E. Jean Carroll 2 carries over to E. Jean Carroll 1. Now, E. Jean Carroll also added additional allegations in E. Jean Carroll 1 based on the new defamatory statements Donald Trump made after he lost E. Jean Carroll too. So when this case goes in front of the jury in January, the jury's going to hear, here is what you have to already determine took place. Donald Trump engaged in sexual abuse of E. Jean Carroll. He then previously defamed E. Jean Carroll, defamed her again, and then acted with malice after he lost another trial and then defamed her once again. How much money are you going to award E. Jean Carroll? I know she's asking for a minimum of $10 million. I think she's going to ask for $100 million. And I think that you have to take into consideration Donald Trump's net worth. So when he brags that he has $400 million in cash (laughs) in the New York Attorney General case, that's actually evidence that will be used in the federal case in E. Jean Carroll on the punitive damages claim. So uh, part of the way you consider punitive damages, what's the net worth of the defendant? What's the underlying damages that the person faced? And then it's usually a multiple. If it's about a five times multiple, that's safe. Up to a 10 times multiple, you probably won't get reversed on appeal. When you see these like 50 times multiples of punitive damages, they usually get reduced on what's called a remitted, you know, they usually get reduced by the judge. But I think that She's going to say $10 million in actual damages. I bet this is what my prediction. So mark this. I, I bet you this is what she does. Mark this. 10 million, $10 million in actual damages, $100 million in punitive damages. Mark it right now. That's my prediction. And I think the jury's going to award it. So I think, so think about this. Uh, there's a RICO criminal case against Trump co-defendants in the next few weeks. The Donald Trump civil case where New York Attorney General Letitia James is seeking at least $250 million and shutting down Trump organization from doing business. That's October 2nd. And then you have the January uh, trial where I think there will be a verdict against Donald Trump for um, – I think around $100 million, right? And if you want any preview of how Donald Trump is going to fare in these, well, let the past be a predictor of future. Donald Trump's lost basically every single case. We forget the Trump organization is now a felony organization, right? It was found to have committed 
multiple, over a dozen felonies by a Manhattan jury uh, in the Trump organization fraud case um, back in 2022. Like people, for, people forget, people forget that one. Um, and then you have Donald Trump being found liable in the E. Jean Carroll in the first case, and then you have like even like Peter Navarro, Peter Navarro being represented by Stan Woodward. Stan Woodward is the lawyer who repre- – it all comes full circle in this episode. Stan Woodward was that lawyer, is the lawyer who represents Trump's co-defendant, Waltine Nauta, in the Southern District of Florida case. And Stan Woodward, who's represented Navarro in the case where Navarro was just convicted, Woodward is the one who's saying that Jack Smith's prosecutor threatened to stop him from becoming a judge or something. Such a weird niche to have as an attorney. Like like you just represent all the insurrectionists. You represent Peter Navarro. You represent all of Donald Trump's corrupt kind of cabal of people who he's trying to keep quiet. Just a a weird niche to take. While we were still kind of on Agent Carroll, I just want to remind people of one thing as well because it connects to Donald Trump's bravado, his false bravado at the beginning of the show on the Hugh Hewitt show when, oh, I look forward to being on trial. I look forward to taking the stand. You remember when he said that leading up to the Eugene Carroll trial? You remember when Alina Haba said, Donald Trump, of course he's going to take the stand. Of course, of course. He can't wait to clear his name. And what did Donald Trump do when that trial happened? Donald Trump not only didn't show, he fled the freaking country. Donald Trump left the country and made Uh up a bullshit excuse. Oh, I got to check on my golf courses in Scotland, I guess. Like the guy completely went overseas because he was so scared to take the stand and didn't want to be looked at as some sort of weakling who was too afraid to be up there. So, okay, Donald, okay, you're going to take the stand. We've seen it time and time again what happens. Just wanted to bring that up before you move on. Yeah, and Peter Navarro found guilty of contempt of Congress jury deliberations were about four hours. And one of the things the prosecutors pointed out is, okay, so Peter Navarro's defense is that he claimed that he believed he could assert executive privilege, and that's why he didn't testify before the January 6th committee. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Navarro goes on right-wing media programs like every single day and talks about these issues and lies to them on the right-wing media shows. Navarro, Navarro wrote a book where he talked and he spread all of the lies about January 6th. He spread all of the lies about his role. So let me just get this straight. So he's able to write a book. He's able to do media interviews all the time. But you're telling me right now he's unable to testify and wouldn't go before the January 6th committee and claims that there's a privilege reason. That makes no sense whatsoever. And it's a very powerful argument. And going back to the beginning of our show, that is where like to me that's where i have the conversations with you know republicans or 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 people who are considering leaving maga and and i try not to make it like a political conversation i'm just like okay well if you're right why aren't they saying that in court <laughs> like don't you think they if they believe that argument why when they are under penalty of perjury do they not make that argument why do they conduct themselves differently if they if if you believe them and you think that i'm lying to you that you think that the january 6th committee destroyed all of their records like that's what you think because that's what fox is telling you that's what donald trump is telling you and you think i'm lying to you because you think i'm i'm a lib and and i and i lie to you well then let's look at the court filings 
So you have Jack Smith saying in the court filings that he turned over over 1 million records from the January 6th committee. And then you have Donald Trump's lawyers saying that the reason they need an extension of time is because there are millions of records that were turned over to them. So don't you think Donald Trump's lawyers, if they truly wanted an extension of time, the best argument that they would make is the records were destroyed. The January 6th committee destroyed all of the records. So judge, we can't go to trial in March of 2024 because we have to find the records. Any federal judge would then grant their continuance if millions of records just went missing. So ask yourself, why didn't they make that argument? And that's consistently themes that we see. Steve Bannon has his podcast and all these right-wing people have their podcast and they spew what it is that's not evidence-based. And then what do they do? They just use terms. Woke, Marxism, you're a Marxist, communist, fascist, blah, blah, blah. Okay, show, show me the document. Show me the piece of evidence. Okay, if you want to impeach President Biden and you say there are 17 audio recordings, I'd be very concerned if there was one audio recording of President Biden that's mm-hmm. actually President Biden taking bribes. Like that would concern me. I, I probably even all, with all of the great work that he's doing with the CHIPS Act, the PACT Act, the infrastructure, if he's engaged in bribery, that's not cool. I'm not okay with that at all. I'm not in a cult. I would be very critical of that. But you, you lie to me? Could you, there's no audio recordings? It's just, a, it's just a flat out lie? you know. And when you make lies like that that are just so big, human nature is to say – I can't no, they wouldn't just make up such a lie like that like that can't there so there must be some truth to it but that's the psychology of why the big lie works because most humans don't go about their life as malignant narcissistic sociopathic liars just making massive lies without even feeling guilt or or repercussion so humans who don't lie view that like there has to be something there. The 17, that's a pretty specific number. There's got to be at least one. No, and then there's zero. And then you say, there's this whistleblower who's going to say that. And then you listen to it and you're like, you're talking about things that happened when Trump was the president or this whistleblower's dead or this whistleblower's missing or a Russian oligarch who then says that's not actually what I said at all, even the Russian oligarch doesn't agree with what the MAGA Republicans, then someone who's a spy of China, you know, and then it's like, okay, if you just did that once in court, you'd lose your license. You would be what John Eastman is going through right now in the state bar of California, which is a proceeding to revoke his legal license, where by the way, he invoked attorney-client privilege regarding his communications with Donald Trump over a possible plan for Chuck Grassley to preside over the counting of electoral votes. What you were you believe you were having attorney-client communications with Donald Trump over Grassley filling in for Pence? Huh? That's kind of more incriminating anyway. But I, I digress there. You know, it, there are stand there are standards and basic standards, but with MAGA Republicans, just, that just doesn't exist anymore. And I think the biggest exhibit of that, you know, there's a lot of big exhibits of that. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene dressing up like a freak 
freaking spy balloon is probably uh, <laughs> it's, pro- it's probably up there on yeah it's probably <laughs> nice up there on the list. But you know, like, give an example: MAGA Republican Tommy Tuberville, right from Alabama. In normal times, where every single major military leader is saying that a specific politician is not just being damaging to our troops, but like is destroying troop morale, is harming national security. I mean, we're talking about the Secretary of the Navy, of the Army, of the Air Force, all three saying that, Tommy Tuberville, you're holding up our confirmation process and you are destroying troop readiness. You're getting our troops killed. Just think about that, right? In normal times, that would move the needle. And of course, it moves the needle in the pro-democracy community. By the way, that doesn't mean that I am okay with just rampant defense spending that goes unchecked with fraud. We could have nuanced views here, okay? But when it comes to things like promoting military, that's not really like a debate. Like we need to have people in And critical- I've seen it framed as a debate in so many media sources like Tuberville and Democrats go at it over military. No, they're not going at it. One guy is holding our entire military hostage. That's what's happening here. Like you need to frame it appropriately. This one individual is being an absolute traitor to this country. It's amazing to kind of think about, you know, when you go back in, in just your mind to history, like I think back to George W. Bush and Republicans under George W. Bush. And if you remember their line of attack, it just shows you how they always use the military, uh, you know, in, in whatever way they want and manipulate people using the military. Back then it was, if you didn't support George W. Bush, if you didn't support the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan. You hate our troops. You are an enemy. You hate our troops. Heck, we changed the name of French fries to Freedom Fries because of it, right? It was a whole big thing. Now, not too many years later, you got the Republicans going basically, F our troops. Our troops are woke. F those troops. It's just such a crazy thing. Both ways, they're using our military to try to push their ridiculous, insane, dangerous ideology, just going about it in a very different way. And what Tuberville is doing here is so extremely dangerous. And when you have secretaries within the military going on TV, writing op-eds, calling it out... It really shows you the gravity of the situation. This should not be a partisan divide. Here's the Navy secretary. This is the secretary of the Navy going on CNN. The top civilian leader of the Navy. Like someone who deserves respect. Someone who has... Also, by the way, his background, if you look into it, he came from a communist country, so he knows what it's like to have to deal with it. Watch what he has to say. For someone who was born in a communist country, I would have never imagined that actually one of our own senators would actually be aiding and abetting communist and other autocratic regimes around the world. This is having a real negative impact and will continue to have a real negative impact on our combat readiness. And that's what the American people truly need to understand. So you know that we're not exaggerating, though? That's what the Secretary of the Navy said. And now let me just show you Tommy Tuberville's response. Play the clip. There's no second place in war, okay? We have to have the best. And right now, we are so woke in the military, we're losing recruits right and left. Uh, 
Secretary Del Toro of the Navy, he needs to get to building ships. He needs to get to recruiting and he needs to get wokeness out of our Navy. We've got people doing poems on aircraft carriers over the loudspeaker. Uh, it, it is absolutely insane of the direction that we're headed in our military and we're headed downhill, not uphill. Correct. I mean, the guy is is such a disgrace. The guy's never served a day in his life. I love what Ted Lieu uh, said about that comment, too. For, uh, he, Ted Lieu wrote on, on Twitter, Senator Tuberville never served, so you may not understand there's some downtime in the military. Some personnel may watch movies, some play cards, some write poems. That's normal. I also note the famous In Flanders Field poem was written by a Canadian military officer. So Ted Lieu rightfully throwing shade there on Senator Tommy Tuberville. And this excuse that they use constantly is just so disingenuous. They have this idea that, oh, the military is struggling with recruitment because it's too woke. It's the woke and they can't do the woke things. and They're too woke. It has nothing to do with woke. It has to do with people like Tommy Tuberville. It has to do with people like Senator Ted Cruz, who we'll talk about in a little bit, where every single step of the way, every step of the way, when these Republicans need help or need, when these veterans need help or need assistance, these Republicans vote against it. These Republicans say, you fought for our country. You're on your own. I'm not voting for the PACT Act. Good mm-hmm. luck getting care for your cancer that you got because you were exposed to toxic burn pits. I'm going to go here and fist bump with my buddies and John Stewart will have to come in and shame me to then vote mm. for the same exact bill a few weeks later. These people are damaging our military. Why would you want to join the military if you look at people like Ted Cruz and Tommy Tuberville and you see the way they are treating you once you get out? It is absolutely disgraceful. And the people of our military, the men and women who serve, deserve to come home and be treated the right way. They deserve to come home and have all the health care in the world. It's the bare minimum, quite frankly, that we could be doing. So when these people blame wokeness and not the fact that they're sticking their middle fingers out at these people, the second right. they come back on our shores, it is an absolute and, and and it's this and it's this freaking tough guy routine. Like one of the things too, like when they try to act like that's being masculine. No, it's not actually. That is the that is just being disgusting. That's like just being evil. That's being a a jerk. Like you know, if if you really wanted to be quote unquote, you use terms like masculine, masculine, be compassionate, be loving. Be a nice human being. Be a nice person. Those are good qualities, not whatever this is. You never served a day in the military. You're like, what, what you need to be doing is you need to be building. Dude, shut the F up. Like that, that, that's my Tommy Tuberville brother. What you need to really be doing is you need to be building ships. Okay, who, who, you are a failed coach. Like, who are you? And, and, and then you have, and then you have. To, that's a good impression. I got to work on it a little bit. It hurts a little bit to do that. It's impression. getting there. I could hear they're definitely getting there. Woke is such a hollow talking point too with these things. Like, it doesn't even. It, it's lost all sense. It never meant anything. But for them, like woke, it, it's not a platform which they try and make it. It, it it's a talking point which means absolutely nothing, and it's a hollow talking point at its best. And I think the American people far and wide are seeing through all of this nonsense and just rejecting it in droves. Well, look, you got the, remember, you got Ted Cruz doing the fist bump as they yeah. blocked the PACT Act. Like they, mm-hmm. they're, they're celebrating not giving veterans life-saving care. And it took a comedian to shame them into finally doing the, you know, the, doing the right thing there. Let me show you this though. Speaking of Ted Cruz, this is like the tough guy act. Ah. 
This is uh, Ted Cruz saying, kiss my keister and then singing the praises of gas stoves and ceiling fans. Play this clip. You're only allowed two beers a week, Senator Cruz. Um, I'm going to just, this is a family show, so I'll just say kiss my keister. But that was what you said (laughs) to a friend of mine on another network. But in all seriousness, who do they think they're kidding? You know, this is, they won't let you you have gas-powered stoves. They won't let you have pizza. They won't let you have gas-powered automobiles, et cetera, et cetera. Now you can only have a couple drinks a week. I, I myself don't drink, but the point is, this is modern socialism through the regulatory state. Yeah, look, I got to say, big state liberals love the nanny state controlling your life. And it seems there's no aspect of your life they don't want to control. As you note, they're going after gas stoves. They're not going after gas stoves. They're not going after beer. Y'all are just a bunch of fascist weirdos. Like, none of that is actually happening. They make up the thing that they are upset about. And every week we talk about it, right? Whether it's Dr. Seuss or Mr. Potato Head, the green M&M, the purple M&M, the Bud Light, they're coming for your gas stoves. They're coming for your fans. They're forcing you to drink two beers. But we have to remember, why are they doing that? Because they have no actual ideas, these MAGA Republicans, other than they actually want to use government to control your life. They have the nerve, the nanny state. This is the party that is literally putting people in prison, putting women in prison for having the nerve to cross state lines without the permission of the government to get an abortion. That's who Ted Cruz is trying to act like. He's not a part of that very party, the abhorrent things that they are doing in Texas right now and across the nation in Alabama and other states and this all this one talking point in particular stems from it's the uh, it's the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism they said here's our recommendation for you to be healthy two beers a week is probably enough and they take that as they're forcing us they're going to arrest us for only drinking two beers and they just lie they just lie it's a health recommendation it's nothing more than that they just lie and lie and lie and they book time on these networks so that they could propagate these lies and do mm-hmm. these ridiculous stunts like this is Ted Cruz's thing now like just it, honestly it kind of shows you how few problems there actually are with the administration that Ted Cruz has taken to uh, wanting to sue Bud Light over Dylan Mulvaney and and to uh, go being out there with beer. And now Ted Cruz, you know, when he does these beer stunts, he's got to be like, oh, I can't pick a Bud Light because the people are going to get mad at me. I can't be a hypocrite here. It's they they box themselves into this whole weird situation. But here was the embarrassing clip of Ted Cruz just, uh, just like a few days ago where he goes, you know what I say to the people who want to maybe drink two beers a week? Kiss my ass. And now these idiots have come out and said, drink two beers a week. That's their guideline. Well, I got to tell you, if they want us to drink two beers a week, frankly, they can kiss my ass. No, okay. Um, Senator, I I brought a beer to drink with you. I'll drink this non-alcoholic beer with you because I'm not allowed to drink on camera, but... Dude, you went to Harvard Law School. Like, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) loser. (laughs) He's total, total loser. And like, that's the thing too. Like, you went to Harvard Law so that you can go there, do this beer stunt while you are exploiting, frankly, the people behind you. I would find it very hard to believe that your tax policies and anything that you're doing 
other than in a performative way of just saying, look how tough we are. We're drinking beer. Like you, 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 you are. Kiss my ass. I'm kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Rah. It's like, oh, what are we talking about? Who, who, who are you? Like, what is it that, you know, what I do know about him though, is that when there's actually issues where he's needed, like when there are serious weather events and catastrophes, mm. the first thing that he does is run away, goes to King. His first reflex is to like run away. And then you talk about like away. the power grid in Texas, like a state known for energy can't keep its lights on. The most basic function of government has some of the most failing infrastructure that exists because at the most basic level, all their Republicans do is just know performative crap and not actually doing any work of government at all. I don't know if you saw this, Brett and Jordy and Midas Mighty, but um, there's a group out there called Lose Cruise. And they are doing this is an, brilliant. This is a brilliant ad by this political action group called Lose Cruise. And they are trying to make sure that the state of Texas and frankly our country loses Cruise and that he is not elected anymore. Their whole mission is the defeat of Ted Cruz. That is something we can definitely Good rally mission. behind. Let me show you the new ad brought to you by the group Lose Crews. Play the clip. This morning, the humanitarian crisis in Texas is accelerating. Millions still without power or water. Hospitals around the state push to their brink, and the death toll is rising. Senator Ted Cruz made time for a family vacation in the middle of our state's historic winter storm. The images were everywhere today, showing the Texas senator with his family boarding that flight to Mexico. This is inexcusable, and Texas should be outraged. Make Ted's vacation <laughs> permanent. And if you want to donate to the Lose Cruise group, their Act Blue donate link is in the descriptions below. And it's secure.actblue.com slash donate slash lose cruise dash Cancun dash MT. But it's in the description below. That's something that I think we could all rally behind, lose cruise. That that ad is honestly, it's it's such a brilliant ad. It captures so many things in there. I, I urge you all also to rewind and and watch that ad. And if you're listening on the audio, so it's a Ted Cruz lookalike, basically. You don't see the front of his face. Looks just like him, though. And he's sitting on the beach in Cancun and is watching the videos of the news clips, and that's what you hear. And then at the end, he throws his phone away, basically an abdication of his duties. But there are a couple... Uh, right off the bat, just genius little Easter eggs I picked up in that spot. First off, his phone is resting on two books. This is my favorite. It's resting on Green Eggs and Ham, Dr. Seuss, and uh -huh. it's resting on a book that says Podcasting for Dummies, showing you <laughs> Ted Cruz's real priorities or uh, maybe lack thereof. But it's an organization worth supporting. Uh, check them out in the uh, description link. Donate to Lose Cruz there. We need to get Ted Cruz and all these performative get politicians out. out because we want normalcy. We want people who just support democracy. We want competency, not people who flee to Cancun in the middle of a crisis. That is Lose Cruz. I love that spot. I love it. All right. Time to get ready for that after show, brothers. Ooh. Everybody, make if you want to see and hear Jordy's origin story, 
in the after show. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch right now. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H. Just so you all know, we have to record the after show now. We don't pre-record it. So we record it and then it posts usually in about a half hour to an hour after the show. As we said, we don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network. So one of the best ways um, we're able to kind of Uh, Make sure this network is funded and we can build things out like the website and keep on growing emojis. We crushed today and and our Patreon as well. So everybody remember, go to Patreon right now, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H and become a member. Even if you can't become a member, and uh, you're not an emoji member, or you didn't get gifted a membership yet, no worries. One of the best ways you can help is just share these videos, share the Midas Touch Network, share MidasTouch.com and its stories on MidasTouch.com. Even if it's just one person, a family member, a friend, a coworker, a colleague, neighbor, whoever, because the exponential effect of this community, this unapologetically pro-democracy, compassionate community, truly has the power to be the difference maker in the 2024 elections and in preserving and protecting our democracy. There are so many communities that are built on hate and lies and anger and misogyny and meanness. And those are the ones that are often pushed, unfortunately, by the large media. So the fact that you all created a compassionate intelligent, loving, uplifting, unapologetically pro-democracy community is something that at least I know I cherish every single day. And I am so grateful for all of you for creating that. And we're happy to be shoulder to shoulder with you in making sure that we, not in a performative way, but in a real way, make important differences in our country and in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. And also you can check out store.midastouch.com for all of our our Midas Touch gear, especially as we head into the fall. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty! At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right. Gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.